0: So welcome to Rethink Retirement, a Next Up podcast. I'm Victoria
1: Tomlinson. And I'm Trevor Hatton. This is a place for inspiration and ideas. Hear how others use their skills and experience in new ways as they move into retirement.
0: Why are we doing this podcast? Because we're all now living longer, healthy lives, full of opportunity. But we keep meeting so many people who struggle to know what should or could I do at this stage of life our guests will provide you with ideas they don't see any boundaries at all and they'll also talk about some of their challenges if you can't imagine your future let our guests take you by the hand and inspire you with their journey
1: and today we are delighted to welcome Andy Lyons um usually at this point Andy I'd summarize um what you've done in your life but I'm not even going to try <laughs> you've done so many things and you are if I may say, the perfect next up story. You've started businesses, you've sold businesses, and you've used all of your experience and knowledge to help others starting up their own businesses. And we met you when Victoria was a guest on your own podcast, Startup Live. Andy, welcome.
2: Thank you so much, Victoria and Trevor, for having me on your podcast. You know one of my favourite topics is don't be caged by your age.
0: That's very good advice. So, Andy, it's great to have you here. And I know listeners will absolutely love your story. Just tell us a bit about how you got to this point. And we're going to have to ask you to condense it because there's so much there.
2: How much time do we have? How many hours? Oh, my goodness. You know, I didn't have a traditional start in life, but I did figure things out in my late 20s, earned my MBA. And uh, dove into banking for three years, not because I was a fit, but because I wanted to get, you know, the financial analysis and really have that credibility added to my resume. And it really is amazing that I lasted three years. But after that, I have been unemployable since 1992. I have fallen off the wagon a few times, but either I fired myself or I got fired. And, you know, I had no other choice but to create my own world through entrepreneurship. And so, you know, I've had, I always say I'm a four times founder, but I really have had many more smaller businesses as well, because I was always hustling, trying to find a way to be fully expressed, right? While earning a living, not an easy combination to make. So, you know, first business that I talk about is my dot com that I shared with my husband, heavily ventured capital backed over $8 million. And uh, we were doing early YouTube, Facebook uh, work. It was in 1980, 1998 to 2000 and a great run. Uh, but we went wherever other most dot .coms, dot .bombs went. My next business was a food manufacturing business. And I used to say to people, had I known ahead of time what was involved with launching a food product? I just would have checked myself into the nearest clinic. It was so difficult. And, and as God is my witness, I'll never do anything with the shelf life again. But it was a phenomenal run. I mean, I took it nationally in less than 24 months because I wasn't about be putting the product on the grocery store shelf. I exploited, I mean, sorry, leveraged my woman owned status and was able to get into supplier diversity programs with major food service companies. And so that gives you an idea of how I tend to think outside the box, right? I'm a real problem solver, and um had a phenomenal run with that business until it got literally stopped by Mother Nature uh, in many for many reasons. And then, you know, I went on to have a wonderful, playful website. But before that, I have to say, you know when I turned fifty, now I'm 66 today. So when I turned 50, I thought, well, that's it. You know, my food manufacturing business was done. I'd had a good run, but I needed to let it go, right? I needed to have, uh, it was a younger person scheme. When you look at the startup world, all you see is youth, Forbes 30 under 30, 25 under 25, it's all about youth. And I thought, well, I can't do that. All right and I caged myself by my age but I couldn't get hired so I had to figure something out and so the next problem I solved was you know helping couples long-term couples heterosexual couples stay tuned in and turned on year after year and it was a very playful tasteful 21 plus website and boy was that a lot of fun and I did that for about 4 years From 2011 to 2014. And I was online big time as myself. And I learned so much about online digital marketing. And I saw such horrible advice being given to startup founders. And so I would see, like, people say, oh, yeah, marketing is a meme. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they would, nobody was talking about proving their minimum viable product talking about customer segmentation you know all the things that are you raising capital nothing so i closed down bring back desire and i started consulting and mentoring so i mentored for a lot of local accelerator programs and provided coaching and mentoring services as a solo entrepreneur until 2020 when we got shut down i had i was uh, co-hosting a monthly pitch event here in boston and had been for several years. And we took it online. I used the StreamYard platform and I realized to keep my extroverted nature <laughs> juiced up, those batteries charged, I had better do something. So I, I launched a show called Startup Life Live in April 2020. And it was while um I was in a cohort of other founders, about 75 of which I was one of four whites, when George Floyd was murdered here in the US. And I really received such a deeper level of understanding of the lack of representation for diverse founders. So I changed the show's format to go twice a week and only amplifying diverse founders and diverse investors. And 205 episodes later, I got to tell you, I didn't cage myself by my age because who does this at 66? Who gets in front of a video camera so they can see all your wonderful wrinkles and brown spots right and not to mention the brain what well, you know you know as you age or something you listen I have you know kids in their 20s who get stumped by certain things as well but you don't often see that and so I really realized too that I was providing representation to folks
1: you know we again this conversation is going to be slightly off-piste compared to our other guests we usually ask you know what was it like to retire and how did you make that decision but you know it sounds like the word isn't even in your vocabulary um but 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 picking up on something you were talking about which I think is really interesting for our listeners um often we see people in their late 50s early 60s you know who've gone through corporate life and are not Uh, familiar with technology uh, and and actually often quite scared Um, so I'm quite interested I mean I know you were an early adopter so it's always been part of your proposition but how did you go about um, you know getting involved in YouTube and videos and all of that tech-based stuff in your 60s I think that's wonderful.
2: It is well actually it was in my mid-50s so uh, for my the Bring back desire platform I had to do videos that's what was happening and I launched a podcast and we started I started live streaming because Google hangouts became live in 2012. And that was a precursor to live streaming, what live streaming is today. So how did I learn? I just stumbled. And I took, yeah, I watched YouTube videos. Everybody turns to YouTube, right? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I watched people. And trust me, there are so many people over the age of 50 and 60 who have incredible lived experiences that are able to transition that online onto the technology. It is a block in your head if you think that technology is that hard. I mean, you know, it's just like cooking. If you can read, you can cook. Sure, some people are going to take it to the whole another level. It's the same thing with technology. So once you get that training that you need, and you can get it by watching YouTube videos, I mean, everything that I don't know how to do. Just right recently when I had to update Zoom, I went to YouTube and go, how do I update Zoom? (laughs) I found a video. Um, It's there for you. But also just start following people who may look like you, okay, and see how they're doing it and how they're talking about it and how they're leveraging it. And I also want to say the fastest and largest growing group of entrepreneurs are over the age of 60. The stats are there. And when I posted my post on LinkedIn about aging and ageism, the comments, oh my gosh, people, one guy said, yes, I was in corporate America. I retired. I started gardening. And then I saw all the bees and I thought, wow, maybe I'd like to have a honey, a beehive and he got beehives. And the next thing he knew, he was selling his honey to everybody. And he was so happy. Um, I even had a 90-year-old comment about what he was doing. And I aged him by his age, like, what the heck? You're 91? What are you doing on LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, folks, it's we have been indoctrinated a lot of mm. times to, and you hear this in the startup world, oh, my gosh, I have to get out my old slapperos when I hear this. Explain your business as if you were explaining it to your grandmother what a diss for aging folks, what do you mean? You know, maybe explain it as if it was you were talking to your five-year-old, but not that, that is horrible ageism. And so, but we have been indoctrinated, but we're old, so we can't do technology. We're old and we missed the boat on technology. That is wrong. Dissolve that roadblock immediately. You're so right,
0: Andy. And I love what you're saying here. Um, I was working with a group of accountants in Germany this morning and they were they were not fans of LinkedIn they haven't used it and they said that I was slightly pushing them towards it which I kind of I don't want to push anybody but they were saying you clearly believe in it and you're passionate about it and I was thinking it's a real shame how technology came in really through it came in a lot through Facebook and people seeing their teenage children didn't it uh looking at talking about their travels and things and the parents generation couldn't understand why would you be interested and from then on I think there's been this disconnect and they haven't got involved and they haven't learned it and you're such an inspiration and you're so right I mean the thing that I say to people is you just need some confidence and if you've got confidence there's everything as you say is on YouTube you know you can
2: find out how to do everything well I would take it to the next level Victoria I would say you need to understand what your purpose is So if your purpose, if you're looking for a new job, if you want to increase your brand, your personal brand, you need to be online. You have to have a digital presence. And as someone who created a 21 plus website and it stayed clean, I mean, I had no problems with the quadruple X crowd. Okay, it stayed wonderful and playful and tasteful. That is intention of digital marketing, how you use your voice, how you bring your presence to everything you do. So if you want to get on a platform and then dive into, you know, any type of hate language or nasty ways of being in the world, then that's what you'll have in your algorithm, okay, in your feed, because the the algorithm of those platforms will send you more of that. If you put your presence online as the professional you want to be, think of here in the States, we have the Chamber of Commerce. But whatever local in-person event that you would go to for business networking, that's all you're doing. You're taking that business experience and bringing it online because people have to find you. And they're not going to find you unless you're on a site that is sticky, that has really great traction. And also, anytime someone wants to, quote, check you out professionally, the first place they're going to go is LinkedIn. And you better have your online presence pulled together on LinkedIn. Now, one of my favorite stories was in 2012, when I was diving deep into digital marketing. (laughs) There was a woman in her late 60s, early 70s that was being hired by the major medicine avenue um, companies like Maybelline and the and Vanity Fair and all those places to teach their people how to do it and they look at her and go hey grandma what do you know that you know we don't and she's like sit down Uh, you may know how to share your, your, how you look in your bathing suit or the best party you just went to, but you know nothing about business marketing. And I'm going to teach you how to do that online. Oh, she was so good. Love it. You're talking about support, you know, we all need support. And so it's part of the investment in who you want to be as you age is what you want to do next Get that person who is a third party, who's going to you know, look at you and go, mm, you know, and help you pull out what you need. Of course, you need support at any age or stage of life.
0: Yes, yeah, so I was going to say who actually helped you on the way? Did you have support from anyone? I know you oh. talked about your husband and he says, yeah, you're, you're nodding your head. So who helped you on the way and what help did you need? Because you're obviously very go-getting and independent. So what's did you find
2: that you needed? What did you value? Oh, and I value people who knew what they were talking about. So and that was, again, at every stage, right? So in in early Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and podcasting, when I started my first podcast in 2012, I had a producer. I mean, I paid for that. Mm -hmm. And the first it was once a week. And those first 52 weeks, I was scared to death and, you know, it was virtual, but I held her hand <laughs> every step of the way. But then I was able to beautifully transition to Black talk radio, save myself money and do it myself. But boy, I needed that handholding. And yes, my husband is my other MBA, my best asset. He's always cheered me on and always been willing to invest in my ideas. But, you know, it's that problem solving and every individual has the ability to problem solve So, you know, finding folks who you resonate with, and that means you're going to pull in some threads and go, oh, what was I thinking? This person is awful. And then you just go next. You don't stay with anyone who isn't a good fit for who you are and how you are in the world and how you communicate and work with people. Um, So along the way, you know, if I needed to learn, you know, live streaming, for example, and back in the day, live streaming was very scary because you never knew if the technology was going to work and that would be the biggest problem but you know hitting that live button is very much like launching a business <laughs> it's very edgy you never know what's going to happen and i do kind of like the thrill of that ride even though it, it can uh, increase my heart rate and get my tummy upset um but you know i i will follow people and take little mini courses masterminds things like that to help increase my understanding and also is this a good fit for me? So in 2017, I stopped doing video because I thought I'm too old for that. I couldn't remember you know, things that I wanted to say and and all of that. And but you know what? I just I came back, came roaring back, and I use a script. I always have a backup script because I I have things I want to say. I have for edutaining comments for startup founders that I really want to get across, and sometimes. I don't always pull it up in my brain as quickly as I used to. And I'm not always able to say it in such a beauty. Some people know how to speak extemporaneously, beautifully, and I'm not always that person. So having a script as a backup is so important. And it's okay if you read when you're live or doing videos. It's absolutely okay. And it's getting the content out because people... Believe it or not, there are people who want you. You know, Seth Godin always says, sure, it's been done before, but not by you and not for us. So there's folks out there that can help you. There's too many individuals that I've used over the years. If you want to do TikTok, though, let me know, because I have a phenomenal Nika Stewart, N-I-K-A-S-T-E-W-A-R-T, That breast cancer, four state, you know, tough breast cancer during COVID. She took everybody through the process. She now teaches everybody how to do short videos for impact, and she's you know fifty plus. I don't, I'm really not sure what age, but she's on our side of of the calendar, so to speak. But um. There's another woman not being caged by your age or her illness yeah and um, does phenomenal classes so
1: that, that's great Andy and um I love the idea of you know experimenting with your mentors you know trying people out and uh, seeing how it goes and and then you know ditching the ones that don't work <laughs> um, can we just talk a little bit about the future? I mean, I know none of us have a, 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 a ball to look in you know a crystal ball right. but um what's on the horizon for you what's next
2: well thank you so much for asking trevor because i could <laughs> talk about the future now with such joy because i never if anybody has said to me oh andy you're gonna have a live stream show I never, I could never have imagined that for myself. But all of a sudden, all my lived experiences, especially professionally to this point, make sense. <laughs> and I am focused right now on feeling joy filled, right? And this, you know, 205 episodes later, I am still, I get so excited when I have someone like Victoria or a founder on the show that I get to learn about and share their story. So my goal is to increase the impact that I'm having and to increase the awareness of the show, get a few more, you know, live engagement, as well as the impact, reach more founders who aren't in the rich resource that we have here in Boston, or you have in London for startup founders. And, you know, and to do that, I need to, um i know myself well enough to know that i do not want to do nor do i want to waste my time doing seo and optimizations of all types and ads so i'm i'm hiring someone to help me and um i just see the show expanding and growing and my ability to amplify these diverse founders and help folks you know because if you see it you can be it create more representation and i just you know As long as the world will have me, this is what I'd like to be doing until I change my mind and something else happens.
0: Fantastic, Andy. And I love that bit about knowing yourself and what you want. And it's one of the things that we say when we're working with in our workshops and with people and saying, you know, this is your time of life now. You've done the corporate bit. You've had to do things that others wanted make sure now this is the time for that real work-life balance so if it's not you know lighting your fire anymore well don't carry on doing it you know that's such a good example so looking back then andy with hindsight i know you're probably not somebody who regrets things which is brilliant but are things that you think with hindsight i could have done something better that would be helpful to other people that you, you might share something that they could learn from
2: Oh, I, I think it's it's the confidence factor. And I think especially yeah. women have a really hard time with this. We see it all the time in the startup space. And you know, probably doing, well, I would have loved to have gotten into business much sooner. <laughs> I just love, love, love it. And so for someone else, just to remember that you are a valuable human being, no matter what. you're a valuable doesn't matter what your money or your status is in life or your education, you get up every day, you are valuable. And you have something someone or a group of someone's in the world want, they may want to be with you, they may want to buy from you, whatever that is. So I would say, definitely, you know, for anybody going through things, Get the help you need to find that confidence and what can help you feel lit up about what you're going to do. Listen, happiness is a flow, right? It's not like every day is not about being happy. Every day is about, you know, your lived experience, getting a deeper understanding of yourself. But Victoria and Trevor, I also just want to say one thing too, is that our media indoctrinates us to believe that we are no longer valuable after we reach a certain age, an arbitrary age. Maybe it's 65, maybe it's 70. And I see this in movies all the time. I see someone who's clearly looking like they're in their 80s and they're saying they're late 60s in the script. This has got to stop, and whenever you see that, you need to dissolve those indoctrinated beliefs. The Industrial Revolution indoctrinated us to believe that we were done at 65 because they needed to move you on and pay less money for folks coming in. But those stay in our heads. We see the commercials, we see everything about elder elders. And it's, I can't, it's it's hard to feel that you're you're not invisible, right? But you are visible and you deserve to be seen and you deserve to be heard.
1: Andy yes, that's sir. a fantastic way <laughs> for us to thank you thank you for uh giving us some time talking about your experience but also the inspiration uh you know uh, we're, we're very lucky that we run this podcast the people we meet are just inspiring and and you not least amongst them so thank you thank you very much and we wish you all the best in the future thank
2: you thank you, thank you so much. For having me and listeners, remember: don't
1: be caged by your age. Wow, <laughs> that was a breath of fresh air and and enthusiasm and good advice. Uh, yeah. There was so much there, and you know what a dynamo uh, she's hey. quite, quite incredible.
0: The image that people have of somebody aged sixty six take it out of any context. You just say a woman of 66. You certainly don't imagine Andy or anything like her. Brackets, I'm 67. I hope they don't about me either. But it's just ridiculously, the sort of impression we have of age. And I love that bit about, you know, you know yourself at this age and you know what's going to work for you, what you're good at, when you get someone else to do it. Actually, that's one of the benefits of experience. Let's call it that rather than age the whole time. I thought that was brilliant. And You know, this morning, that session I had on LinkedIn and I was afterwards, I was thinking about a blog on it, really thinking about it's So it's such a shame that social media started the way it did, because this generation has completely written it off and they haven't got involved in it. And therefore, I think we've missed out having the experience of this generation, my generation, whatever added into it. So it's all been too much led by things that don't interest our age group if you like sort of and not enough people have been using it strategically to get into it and I said to them look I am a rare person who's using LinkedIn in this way but there's no reason why you can't all be those rare people too and use it properly I, I say properly that's a bit arrogant really but to use it Really, strategically, and they were worried about the classic thing, particularly they were accountants, so they're worried about being seen to be sort of boastful or anything. But you know you you hear Andy and what she's talking about is using it properly for marketing, and it's not being kind of, I don't know, kind of all airy fairy. This is how you get business and you promote it, and people wouldn't be clicking and watching and things if it wasn't good content at the end. Yeah. you know that that's the telling bit
1: she said something which I don't think we recorded it was after we had finished that that struck me and and resonated with me she said something along the lines of you know we didn't all have the successes in our careers that we wanted to as a young person yeah and kind of now's your time yes you know and you know all of that about embracing technology using it to your own effect doing things that are the right things for you, getting help where you can, you know, all of that were just pearls of wisdom. I thought it was fantastic.
0: Well, and you know, I'm I'm in that category because I had a consultancy, I had a young family and there were all sorts of reasons I didn't grow the consultancy. I don't think consultancy is just people and I didn't really want, I don't think it's something that you invest in. So I didn't want to grow to a huge company of just people who could walk out the door. But I've always had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I've got several chips actually. One is I don't have a proper degree and to be honest I don't think I'm going to do anything about that. Um, I, I don't think I was ever going to be academic. But this bit about having a quote, a proper business where you build it and you sell it and you create value and jobs and all the rest of that. That I've always felt, I haven't quite done that yet. And that's partly what I want to do with Next up. I'm passionate about the cause. And it's really nice to have a business where you feel that um, you've got purpose and spades, but also that other bit of unfinished business in my career. And I want to do that still. And why not? You know, we've got all the resources now and you've got the contacts and the people who can help you to do that. So why not anything you wanted to do? There was somebody else the other day and he said it was one way we get panels in to talk about um, what they've done and things. And he said he was a lawyer and he said, this has given me confidence to go for my wackier ideas. It turns out that his wacky idea was to start fitness classes or, or a gym or something or other for people over 55. And I thought, what's wacky about that? There's Mm -hmm. clearly a need. So why are we, you know, it's being caged. What was that phrase? Don't be caged by by your age. And what we're doing there is just unlocking. Age is irrelevant. You've seen potential, you know, and he said he's going to research it. So it's not just saying there is there. You're going to check it out. I just feel that, you know, we've got so much to offer still now and to go and have fun and try these things out. you, You take risks that you couldn't when you were younger. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I'm i waiting for the podcast guest that, you know, kind of doesn't really inspire um. me. But we've never had one. And, and there's no reason to think that we will. Um, and I'm sure guests in the future will be just as interesting. So please do join us. Just go to next-up.com. Don't forget the hyphen. You'll find lots of tips and other stories to help you find inspiration at this stage of life.
0: Come and join us. We'd love to have you.